Hey everybody, this is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at Trinity, and we're so glad to be with you today. You are probably aware that our country is entering into a momentous week with the election coming up on Tuesday. And so before we read and pray and spend a little bit of time in John's gospel thinking about the Holy Spirit, I think it would be good for us to ask for God's help and his kindness. Before we pray about this election, I just want to remind all of you here who are hearing my voice that you are you belong to Jesus, primarily a citizen of God's kingdom. And so that means that whatever happens on Tuesday, our citizenship is sure and secure. And I think that it would be good for us to remember that as we walk into what is actually a very important time in the life of our country. Let's pray. Father, we ask you today to calm and steady our hearts and the hearts of people that we love, the the spirit of our country, Lord. And today what we do And what we choose to do is open up our hands and our hearts and say, God, we place our lives in your hands. Remind us, God, of our citizenship in heaven. And Lord, we pray for peace and stability, God. We pray, God, for your protection and your care. And we pray, Lord, for those of us particularly who are listening to what I'm saying right now. We pray, God, that you would steady our hearts regardless of our political persuasion. And remind us that you are good and that you are God and that we're safe in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So if you haven't already done so, go vote. If you have your Bibles, um, please turn to John 16. We're going to read actually a short passage of Scripture and then we're going to pray and jump right in. So this is uh, beginning in verse 12. Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth, for He will speak not on His own, but will speak whatever He hears, and He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify Me because He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is Mine. For this reason I said that He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. This is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, we ask now for your grace to hear the word of God from Jesus. We pray, Lord, that we would think deep and true thoughts about the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to uh, turn our hearts to deep matters, to deep water, Lord. And I pray as a result that you would increase your activity and your work in our lives and in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So the oldest prayer of the Christian church is come Holy Spirit. It's one of those first prayers that emerged as the believers were living in the pages of our New Testament. And for the next month, we're going to be spending time looking at what it means to honor the work of the Holy Spirit, what it means to look to and turn to the Spirit. So the refrain over the next number of weeks is going to be come Holy Spirit. When we gather in our parking lot tonight on Sunday night to worship, We're going to say, come Holy Spirit, and we hope that you will join us over these next number of weeks in asking and inviting the Holy Spirit to come. If we're going to take this seriously, listen to Jesus. We need to back up a little bit. In verse 7, so just before verse 12, um, Jesus actually says of Christians, two people like you and me, it's good for you, Christians, that I go, because unless I go, the Holy Spirit won't come. 
And I think before we get into a few things today that this text tells us that we need to think about pertaining to the work of the Spirit, we need to listen to Jesus. Jesus, the one we love, uh, the member of the Holy Trinity that probably most all of us feel most comfortable with, our Savior, He said, it's good that I ascend to the Father because unless I go, the Holy Spirit won't come. And I think that at the very beginning here, we have to say, do we take Jesus seriously? Do we believe Him? Do we believe Jesus knew what He was talking about when He said that it would actually be to our advantage that He ascend? Because He says that in His ascension, the Holy Spirit would come. And the Holy Spirit would do things that I think are really important. So there are a few movements in this passage that I want us to sit with. Number one, the first movement is this. Jesus says that He has more to say to us than we can handle or bear. And so what the passage is implying here is that Jesus would say that you, me, we Christians have a capacity problem, that we're like a thimble and that he is pouring down more in us than we could possibly ever contain or hold. Now, maybe you feel that capacity issue. I know that I do from time to time in my life. I think there's more going on here than I'm able to take in. Well, Jesus here says, you can't handle everything that I want to give to you. And so maybe right now, for many of us, we're more aware of our uh, limitations when it comes to capacity. Maybe we're aware of our limitation when it comes to capacity to comprehend or capacity to love or capacity to meet the needs around us. And when we're confronted with our own smallness in the face of something big coming at us, whether it's good, like the Holy Spirit, or maybe a need, it's hard for us to know what to do sometimes when we're confronted with our own limitations. Jesus actually in this moment does something that I think is really important. He puts his finger on our limitations, our finiteness, our smallness. And he says, there's more coming from my heart than you can currently handle. And y'all, it's no coincidence that Jesus immediately pivots to speaking to us about the person and work of the Holy Spirit. So soon after he points to the capacity issue that you don't have enough, he then takes this opportunity to say, the Holy Spirit wants to do things in your life. So the second movement in our passage is this one. Jesus says the Holy Spirit teaches us truth. He essentially takes truth when we can't hold it all in and he gives us a sense of engagement and says the Holy Spirit will teach you truth. So if we have a capacity issue, I believe that it's really, really important for us to recognize that the Spirit wants to lead us into true things. He actually wants to instruct us. One of the job descriptions of the Holy Spirit is to actually bring us into a place of being able to perceive and recognize truth. But he doesn't just do that mystically or magically. The next thing that I want to share with you um, concerning the work of the Holy Spirit is the way that Jesus says he will be a person who teaches us truth. The Holy Spirit here is seen as one who travels alongside us and serves as a guide. And I love that word. Actually, in the Greek language, the word for Holy Spirit, paraclete, means one who walks beside, a guide, a traveling companion. And so here Jesus actually says, when you're facing new things, when you need to grow or have your capacity stretched, the Holy Spirit doesn't just download truth from a distance, but he actually steps beside you. God comes near to us and walks alongside us as a guide, a paraclete not a parakeet, a paraclete, one who is beside you. 
So one of the questions I think we have to ask is this, do we believe that God is near to us? See, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit walks alongside Christians and actually gives us access to the wisdom of God, the truth of God by being near to us. In that sense, God in the person of the Holy Spirit wants to be a traveling companion for you and for me. And a traveling companion reminds us that we're not alone. If you've ever spent time in the woods, um, been privileged to spend time in the woods in a backcountry experience where you're hiking or camping, you almost always go with a guide and a group. And as I've been thinking about the work of the Holy Spirit, I've been thinking about guides and groups, that the, the Spirit is my guide, but I almost always experience the Spirit in community, in a group of people who are doing something together. Christians need Christians to look to the Spirit so that we would be together people who grow. The next thing I want to share with you is this. The Holy Spirit does not act independently, does not somehow go rogue, but the Holy Spirit actually is in constant dialogue with the Father and the Son. Y'all, there's a beautiful picture of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit actually being in a kind of constant communion, a constant community with one another. We even have this icon that you see all the time at Trinity. It's behind me on this wall that depicts the Father, Son, and Spirit sitting at a table with an open space, seemingly welcoming people like you and me to come into the fellowship. Jesus here says, the Holy Spirit is to be trusted and safe because the Holy Spirit is in constant interaction with the Father and Son. So what Jesus is getting at here is this. If you trust Jesus, if you trust the Father, then you can trust the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is in this beautiful, perpetual table fellowship, community, laughing, celebrating, collaborating around a table, a feast for all eternity. And he invites us to come to that table and to receive with him. Y'all, we can trust the work of the Holy Spirit. I believe that it's really important for us to recognize that the Holy Spirit is not dangerous or weird or unsafe or so powerful that it's jolting or jarring, but that the Holy Spirit invites us into this community that enfolds us in the good thing that God is doing. And so if you find yourself in this season in your life lonely or disconnected like many of us do, this pandemic has been remarkably challenging. Maybe the days ahead are going to be even more so with all that's happening in our country with the pandemic and politics. If we feel cut off, one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to remind us that God wants to include us both with other Christians, but also with what He's doing, with what Jesus and the Father and the Spirit are doing to enfold you into something good and safe and life-giving and holistic. And to make this plain, Jesus says this, the next movement in the passage, the Holy Spirit brings glory to Jesus by taking that which belongs to Jesus and making it known to you and to me. So do you see that? The Spirit actually takes the sublime things, the things that are beautiful and powerful, maybe things that we can't bear, that we don't have the capacity to carry, and He takes that thing from the heart of Jesus, and then He translates it and gives it to you. This is why every day when I read my Bible, I say, come Holy Spirit. That ancient prayer of the church, come Holy Spirit, and take what is Jesus's and make it known to me. 
Y'all, the Lord wants to give you a sense of access to truth and insight and wisdom, but we have to ask for it. It's a prayer that God wants to answer. If only we'll pray it. So I think this begs some response. If we're going to grow with regard to interaction with the Spirit, I think we need to do three things. I think that we need to cultivate rhythms and habits. We need to actually make space. See, growth doesn't just happen to us. We have to actually make space for it. Space in our day, space in our calendar, time where we're engaging in spiritual practices. But I also think we need to find places, physical places, not just rhythms, but places that are quiet. When my kids were younger, I would wake up before they would wake up and sit on my couch with my Bible so that I would have spaces of quiet. And I prayed in the same place every day for years and years and years. And it's easier to do that now because my kids are not little anymore. But I got in the habit of not just a rhythm, but a physical place. You need a physical place to know that you're going to be with God. And lastly, I think that what we need to do and a big invitation that would help us is to cultivate and express gratitude for the work of the Spirit. So not only do I say, come Holy Spirit, I thank the Holy Spirit for the signs of life that I see in my own story and in my own life. So over the next number of weeks, we're going to do something a little different. We used to, um, and have historically, had a series of questions for discussion. But what we're going to do now is we're going to make some space to reflect and respond to God. Marty's going to actually lead us in um, a moment of musical response to the Lord, prayer. And then he's going to lead us in a saying of the Lord's prayer. Before Marty comes up and does that, I just want to invite the Holy Spirit to come to you and bless you. And then we're just going to respond together. So don't tune out. Let's pray first. Father, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you for the heart of Jesus. We thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit. And we acknowledge that for many of us, the Holy Spirit is a largely uncharted territory. We haven't maybe thought a whole lot about the Spirit's work. Well, today, God, what we've seen in your word, I pray that you would give us the courage to respond in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Let's respond to the Lord together.
in response to what we've been looking at today in Scripture, we want to take this time to simply respond and say, Holy Spirit, come. Come and have your way. And this might be new for you. This might be something that is uh, completely unheard of. And that's why this space is important for us to say, Holy Spirit, we invite you. We invite you to stretch our imaginations about who you are, about what you do, about the things you long to do in each of us. So I say, put your hands over your heart. Put your hands out in front of you, palms up. Let's find ourselves in a posture of receptivity, a posture of openness, a posture of surrender that says, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Come and have your way. And if you're not sure what to pray in moments like this, as what Chris said is, come Holy Spirit. It's an age-old prayer of the church. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Jesus, send us your Holy Spirit. Send us your Holy Spirit, Lord. Come and have your way. Come and have your way. Fill us. Come and fill us with your presence, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we say, come. Would you come and fill us with your goodness? Come fill us, come fill us, Lord. Sing Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place, fill the atmosphere. what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence Lord Amen Amen Church that is our prayer come Holy Spirit come and fill us up with your goodness and now we'll pray the Lord's prayer together as we uh, prepare our hearts to partake of communion our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.